This is Versa Collective, the podcast about rewriting your story in order to live the most epic life imaginable. We're about flipping the script on the life you have to the one you most desire. I'm Amnesty, storyteller, mindset mentor, and founder of the Versa Collective. Join me in my own journey as I share some of the things I learned along the way in the hopes that it might help others on their own journey toward epic lives of their own. Here's to walking the paths less traveled and living the lives most adventurous. This episode is a continuation of my story because I want you guys to understand who I am. I want you to understand where I'm coming from, what I've experienced, so that maybe some of it resonates with you. This is a little funny because I think sometimes I let my ego get in the way and I think, who wants to hear my story? But I'm going to tell it anyway and see if anyone resonates with it. Because there are parts that are pretty interesting. (laughs) So I've told you about my childhood high level in the last episode and how I live in England now and how I've lived here for a decade. And a lot has happened in that decade that I want to talk about because I did kind of romanticize my childhood a bit, but this is going to reveal some things that happened in my childhood that weren't necessarily good things. Now, I want to preface this by saying I am not necessarily pointing fingers about my childhood. I actually think that my childhood wasn't as bad as some. But I do think, and I think some people might, when they're doing their own healing journey, say that to themselves, like, why would I have trauma? My life wasn't as bad as someone else's. It doesn't necessarily mean that you don't need to work through some of the things that happened to you. And a lot of times the trauma that happens to you isn't related to the people that are close to you, who love you, who did, or it might be, and they did the best they could with the information that they have. So this is not about bashing. This is not about me saying that certain people did horrible things to me. I This is about the lessons that I learned as a child that I had to unlearn. And this is where I really come in with the, what are the stories that people have been telling you that you need to rewrite? Let's take a bit of a step forward. I started working with my first coach back in about six years ago, I think. And the reason I did that was because I was incredibly burnt out. I had been in sales then for four years and I was driving back and forth from work three hours each way. And it was not fun. It was not fun at all. And so I was really, really burnt out and I had just stumbled upon a collective of women who just wanted to meet who were really big on the the coaching thing. So I'd also taken like a weekend coaching course, which was a bit of an MLM sort of scenario where you go, they give you the basics of coaching and then try to sign you up, which I bought into (laughs) Uh, and then never completed because the training itself seemed a little bit iffy. But out of that, we got a community of women who met. And through that, I met a woman who was in financial, was in finances, but was moving towards coaching. I liked her. She, she cursed in all of her, she said fuck a lot in all of her stuff. And I am, I'm not a, a heavy cursor, but I will say fuck every once in a while and I won't stop myself. So I was attracted to her and 
as a client, I, I went to her and we were, I worked with her for six weeks. And honestly, I think probably if I'm, I was to give feedback to her years later after lots and lots of reflection, probably needed more than six weeks, <laughs> probably needed eight weeks. But the whole thing was about how to set up a coaching business. But at the end of it, I didn't feel like I was ready to be a coach. And I'll, and I honestly still think that that was the right decision because I hadn't experienced enough in life to, and I hadn't coached myself enough in life to be able to coach others. So I went away and I started diving deeper into the self-help stuff. And I joined a couple of groups, um, read a couple of really good books. So if I'm suggesting books, especially since this is a reading sort of thing, like She Owns the Place by Kara Allwall. I think that's her name now because I think she got a divorce. And Girl Code is another one she wrote, but I really liked like She Owns the Place and Get Rich Lucky Bitch. Those were the two at the time in the very beginning that I read that kind of completely changed and had me going headfirst into mindset work and I wasn't really quite there for the woo-woo stuff, but that came a little bit later. And that came a couple years later when I started realizing that I had some sexual trauma. Um, during this time, something had happened at a work event that I wasn't, I'm not going to go into because I'm still working through it and I'm not quite ready to go through it. Maybe one day I'll talk about it. And I'd, it also brought up old stuff that had happened to me as well. So I hired a coach for sexuality. And she was amazing. So the thing was, and this is what I realized about coaching is that it doesn't have, because even my first coach, even though she was just trying to teach me how to be a better coach, she also taught me how to be more confident. And that was the biggest one. So I ended up being able to ask for a raise after that and had the confidence to ask for a raise, to ask for what I knew I deserved. And I would not have got that if I hadn't had that coach to help me. And then the second coach, she was really around feminine energy and sexuality. She was amazing. I was completely drawn to her. She introduced me to breathwork, but at the time it kind of freaked me out. <laughs> so I did a little bit of it, but I wasn't fully in it. But she helped me see that um, there was an internal feminine power that I could draw upon and that it needed healing. And so I started doing that healing work. And then I signed up for my first sort of group coaching module thing uh, and did that for six months. Although what I was starting to find was that sexuality was not or wasn't the place I needed to start. I needed to start in other areas of my life to, to clear them out. And a lot of that was people pleasing, the anxiety around doing the work that I needed to do and extra work that I had been doing way too much of. So kind of finding my worth was the starting point that I needed to start with. Um, later on, I met Catherine Zankina, who is the founder of Manifestation Babe, on a holiday in the Maldives. And we talked for like 30 seconds. I think actually our husbands talked more than we did. Bren Brennan was telling my husband, Chris, about what they do, how they um, have a sort of um, personal growth. I can't remember the words he used, but that they're they're trying to find a scalable way. I think this was just as they were working on the Manifestation Babe Academy. So a year later, I did finally sign up for it. Now, this was not something that I would have signed up or have had on my algorithm at all 
at the time, but because I'd met her and I'd also seen her posts about the resort that we were in, um, I started following her and so I signed up. And that was like the final key for me to go and realize a bunch of stuff about myself. I learned so much. I was able to drop my anxiety. So here's a, here's a big thing. I let anxiety control my life from the age of 14 and it only got worse and it got very, very bad. It triggered binge drinking and it was, it was really, really bad. But taking this course, I was able to clear down 95% of that anxiety and I have not experienced it much sense. And the anxiety that I do experience is usually related to something that I need to take a risk on. So for example, starting this podcast, I had a little bit of anxiety there and I knew I needed to do it because my anxiety came up and I needed to work through the anxiety as well. So I took that course and things just shifted. And in the last eight months, I have been exhausted. So much has happened in the last eight months that I cannot even tell you. I can't even tell you. I am going to do an episode on rest. I've already recorded it. And I will tell you more about what has happened in those eight months because I think it's it's a different story there on its own. But what I can say is now that I'm at the end of it and I'm kind of understanding more about who I am, this is when I think is the right time for me to help others. Because the best time to teach a lesson is right after you've learned it, while it's fresh. So I'm going to continue to record these podcasts as I learn things. Every single day I sit down and I journal and I go, ah, that would be a really good thing to talk about. But again, these episodes will be short. There'll be little things that I learn day to day, week to week, that you can start to listen in on and maybe see if any of it applies to you. But through this journey, I'm here at the end not even the end. I'm probably right smack dab in the middle, but I think I finally reached that point that I wasn't at the first coach that I worked with. Finally reached that point where I think I am ready to become a coach publicly and I'm loving it and I know that I'm good at it. So I want to then let people know, inform people that this is what I do now, that that I'm going to coach on the side. I'm still going to have my career but I want to add coaching in because that's my sole purpose. That's what I'm supposed to be doing here is helping people rewrite the stories that they have been given growing up so that they can live their most desired and adventurous epic lives. I don't see why that's a bad thing. I don't see how I couldn't be successful doing it because there's plenty of people out there who love the things that I love, who love the aspects of fantasy, who think every single day, I would love to live a fantasy life, but it's the 21st century and I don't know how that would work. And I swear to you, it is possible on so many levels. You can do it in a way that works with this this paradigm. I'm, I'm seeing so many people just take their lives back and do things that are related to the fantasy things that they want to do in life. There's a woman that I follow, the Green Witch on YouTube, who just chronicles all of the things she does as a witch out in the country and she's just so fucking gorgeous all of the things she does is just gorgeous um and that's always an example i bring up of of living your fantasy life is like if that's your fantasy life it's possible but i mean i I, it could be even like i think about um queen astoria 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 let me say that right who's on on uh, tiktok and she's a freaking adorable and all she does is talk about 
like, I say all she does. It's probably a lot of work. I'm not discounting her work, but she has become the queen of the internet. You know, she wears crowns, she wears beautiful dresses, she takes pictures, she, like, that, you know, you're like, oh, I want to live the queen fantasy life. Well, she's doing it. Why can't you? Live the fantasy life that you want. I am going to go into the hero's journey a little bit more in detail in the next episode. I'm going to leave this sort of here for the moment and just say, through this journey, I've learned how to rid myself of anxiety. I no longer have body dysmorphia or issues with my body. I've been able to clear that down. I am living a more romantic life and a life of contentment that I am so at peace with. I am loving everything that I do with my life. I am surrounding myself with the things that I love and the people that I love. Even when the hardship comes up, I am in far better place than I've ever been before. And I truly know that the, that the future is going to work out. I have a lot of hope for the future, even with all the shit that's happening around us. And I want to give that to people. I want to give this I this thing that I've realized that if you are living by all of the things externally that the media or the world is telling you that you should be scared of, you're victimizing yourself and you are causing yourself to worry and use energy that could be used to better the world. I think this idea that we need to be scared into revolution and into violent revolution, it works in some cases. But right now, as a society, we are all too scared to go into a violent revolution. And I don't think we all need to go into a violent revolution. I think we need to go internally, fix ourselves. And as a collective, things will start to shift because opinions and mindsets will start to shift. Less violence and scariness will, will happen less frequently. Someone's going to call, call me delusional for this. What I want people to realize is that 90% of the shit that's out there on the media and the shit that you're being told is there to scare you intentionally and that it really doesn't affect your life. Yes, I do believe that client change is happening. I believe that there is shit happening but it is your responsibility to take care of yourself. And if you do that, then no matter what happens out there externally in the world, you're going to be okay and you're still going to be content and happy. If you victimize yourself and expect everyone externally to have control over your life, you're only doing yourself a disservice because you're only allowing yourself to worry about things that if you didn't worry about them, wouldn't affect you. The flip side of that is... When people start to remove the energy they use on worrying, once they start to do that, they can actually see the issue and the challenge differently than they did when they're seeing it through fear. Have you ever, for example, had an issue where you have something that you need to get done and you're just like so scared to do it? Sometimes it, for me, it's like sending an email to someone that you just don't want to send or calling someone. And then when you finally do it, there's like a massive relief and nothing bad happened. You just like triggered yourself really bad for whatever that situation was. I used to do this a lot. So this is why I bring this up. 
this is the same for like media. If you continue to worry yourself into this place of fear all the time about all these things are happening, you're never allowing yourself to take a step back and reflect on what is happening and actually coming up with solutions that would help that would actually help instead of just worrying and screaming that things need to be fixed and expecting our government to fix things because they're not, but that's okay. Let them not fix the shit. Let's just all go work on our micro revolutions, come together and fix the shit as a whole, as a community. It takes a village, it takes a community and it takes a society to shift paradigms, to shift to a better place. We cannot keep victimizing ourselves. We must work on ourselves first to get the energy in order to change the world. So I'm here about micro-revolutions. I'm here about your hero's journey. It's all as of this episode coming together for me in my mind. I'm so excited. This is what my purpose is, is to help people rewrite their stories and as a whole, as a collective, rewrite the story of the world so we can live a better more at hope life as a a community, as a society. If you are second guessing who I am, my bachelor's degree is in, it is in sociology, educational psychology, and counseling. So I had intended to become a therapist. I was obsessed with the way societies worked as a whole. So I took uh, sociology as my major in school, but I took the other two because I wanted to become a family therapist. But I think This is the path that I really want to take. And that as a coach, I want people to look inside themselves, drop the energy that they're wasting on negative things and put energy into things that actually move the needle so that we as a community and as a society can move to a better paradigm. Bit woo-woo, but I think we can do this as a whole and we can do it in a gentle way. Thanks for joining me today. If you liked this episode, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. If you'd like to hear more from Versa Collective, head over to Instagram where you can find me at versa.cltv.